Ephesians chapter 4 is where we're at. I want you to look at verse 20. It says, But ye have not so learned Christ, if so be that ye have heard Him, and now have been taught by Him, as the truth is in Jesus, that ye put off concerning the former conversation the old man, which is corrupt according to the deceitful lust, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind, and that ye put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness, Wherefore, putting away lying, speak every man truth with his neighbor, for we are members one of another. The title of my sermon this morning is, What Are You Wearing? And don't worry, ladies, this isn't so much about your physical clothing today, all right? We're not really going to be ripping on that today, uh, so I do, just want to get, get rid of all the panic, all right? But at the same time, I do want to preach about what you are wearing today. And here we see that there's some things that we're supposed to put off. Or take off, and it's referring to those deeds of the old man, and we're supposed to put something else on, and that's the deeds of the new man that's, that's actually righteous. It talks about specifically putting away lying. Okay? Lying is something that a saved person shouldn't be doing. And if you're saved, you know what you need to do? You need to take that off. You, and then you know what you need to do? You need to put on truth, something that actually represents who you are as in Christ. And so, well, whether we want to admit these things or not, we actually tell people a great deal by what we put on every day, and not just in the spiritual sense, but in the physical sense. All right, let's go ahead and talk about the physical a little bit, and let's talk about our clothing for a little bit, because our clothing, whether we want to admit this or not, okay, and the only people that struggle with this truth are Christians who are in love with the world. Everybody else just kind of gets this because it just makes sense. But our clothing says a lot about us. You can often tell what someone is going to do just by the clothes that they're wearing. You know, we have what we call work clothes. You know, sometimes my wife, she knows if I'm going to be going to the church or if I'm going to be doing yard work or something that day just by how I dress. Because you know what? I typically dress different when I wear the yard than I do when I'm going to go do church stuff and make visits and things like that. And, you know, I don't believe I'm being a hypocrite. You know, I, you dress different for different types of work. You know, we have play clothes. Your kids have play clothes. You know, people these days, they have party clothes. You can often tell if it looks, you know, how, by how they're dressed. If they're about to go to a party, we have church clothes, hunting clothes. I was in Arkansas one time, Arkansas, Baptist everywhere, everywhere you go. And it was Sunday afternoon, and we had to go to a Walmart for some reason. And it was and in Arkansas, everybody goes to church, and everybody hunts. And it was during hunting season. Everyone in that Walmart was either wearing camo or church clothes. Every single one of them. Camo. I never saw so many people in camo. And I could tell these people were hunting. And then I, I had to go over to the sporting goods section, which was much bigger than the one we have out here. And there's all these people in camo. What are they doing? They're getting ready to go hunting. How do you know? By how they were dressed. Everybody else looked like they just got out of church. You can, you can tell. You know, we have sports clothes. You, can, you know, wedding clothes. How many before have you ever been like going to a church event or something and you stopped at a gas station? You guys going to a wedding? Because sometimes, too, we're going to a revival meeting or something like that. So, it's, you know, on Sunday, people pretty much know. But if you do it on an on a off day or especially if, a, if it's a weekday, and you go dressed up to church people, ask, you know, they'll think you went to a funeral or something, too. Because people typically, they do, they say a lot about, by how they dress. The very clothing we put on, it identifies us in many ways. It identifies us with a decade of time. 
Have you ever looked at a picture like, wow, they look like they're from the 80s. They look like they're from the 70s. What, what makes you say that? How they were dressed, their hairstyles, things like that. You know, it, so our clothing, it, it identifies with the decade of time. It identifies you with a gender. At least it should. We got a lot of people today. I got a feeling based on what they're putting on, they kind of wish they were the opposite gender of what they were born with. And, we won't, you know, and that's another subject for another day. A branch of the military, it'll tell you that based on how you dress. A specific ball team, you, you can tell. Why? They, because of what they put on. And you know what? You purposefully do these things. If you're going to go to a Cubs game and you're a Cub fan, you purposefully put on Cubs clothes. Why? Because if you're going to a Cubs game and they're playing the Cardinals, you don't want anybody thinking you're a Cardinal fan. I mean, and, and you know what? If I'm going to a Cubs game, I'm not even going to wear a red shirt. You know why? I don't want to be identified with the Cardinals because I don't like them. And if I don't have any Cubs clothes, I'll wear something blue. Why? I'm trying to identify myself with something. We all understand that. The clothing that we put on, it even affects our behavior. So just like, you know, you know, watch your boys if you dress them up like a superhero or like a ninja or something. What do they start doing? They start acting like a superhero. They start acting like a ninja or something like that. A little girl, if you dress her up in a princess dress or something like that, she starts acting all proper and all nice and sweet and all those things and acting like a princess. And, and, you know, and your kids love doing that stuff because, you know, and how, when they dress that way and they start acting that way, and a lot of times as parents too, we'll even encourage that because, you know, we want to push our kids, boys, towards being tough. You know, we want to push our girls towards being feminine and things like that. And you know what? These things don't really change when you become an adult too. And so, uh, you know, so that how you, so how you dress, it does. It's you, you know, you're not a superhero, but you want to identify as one. You want to be like the superheroes. I mean, how many of you guys, when you were growing up, you know, you wanted to dress like Pee Wee Herman? Okay? It's like, we don't want to dress like him. You, know, you, don't want, you don't want to be like that. You know, it's usually you dress like the things that you want to be. That's just kind of how we've always been. And so let me ask you this too. What is a person without clothing? They're naked, right? Now, and unless they're a pervert, they're also ashamed. Okay? It is, is 100% natural to be ashamed when you're naked. Nakedness and shame, they go together. Let's look at several Bible verses. You don't have to turn to all these. I'm going to jump around. But starting in the very beginning of the Bible, Genesis 2.25 says, And they were both naked, the man and his wife, and were not ashamed. Okay? Now, why is that? Well, we know that here, this was before the fall, they were in a state of innocence. And so just like a baby is not ashamed when they're naked because they're in a state of innocence. Adam and Eve, they were in a state of innocence, so there was no shame there. But let me tell you, once they sinned, once they had that knowledge of good and evil, and they lost that innocence, immediately they were ashamed. It says in verse chapter 3, verse 7, And the eyes of them both were open, and they knew that they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves aprons. And you know, eventually your children, one of these days, they'll hit an age and all of a sudden they're going to notice like, wait a minute, you know, I don't want people to see me naked. And that's, that's normal. That's good. That's healthy. The Bible says in, in Exodus 32:25. and when Moses saw that the people were naked for Aaron had made them naked under their shame among their enemies. 
Isaiah 20, verse 4, So shall the king of Assyria lead away the Egyptians' prisoners and the Ethiopians' captains, young and old, naked and barefoot, even with their buttocks uncovered, to the shame of Egypt. Michael 1.11 says, Pass ye away, thou inhabitant of Sapphire, uh, having thy shame naked. So, and then in Revelation 6, 16, 15, it says, Behold, I come as a thief. Blessed is he that watcheth and keepeth his garments, lest he walk naked and they see his shame. And folks, there's a lot more verses like that, but I just go, I'm showing you throughout the Bible, in the end of the Bible, beginning of the Bible, at the end of the Bible, shame and nakedness, they go together all the time. And so the truth is that in many ways, when we put on clothing, what we're doing is we're trying to hide something that we know we all have. Okay? Every one of us, you know, naked we came into the world. That's, that, that's how we're born. But you know what? We, and we all have it. We all understand that. But did you know that it is not wrong for us to put on something to hide what is there? It, it's proper. It's right. Because even though we all have it, okay, it's not something that we should want everyone to see. That is not, that's not a good thing. And it's not wrong to cover your nakedness. And we see throughout the Bible too, and I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time on this and give all the evidence for it, but nakedness too, that is a picture of our sinful condition. And just like we need the blood of Christ to cover us from our sin, just like God had to make clothes of skin to cover the nakedness of Adam and Eve, we need God to hide our sin. We need God to cover our sin. And every time, whenever we put on clothing, it's like a picture of our sins and our nakedness, our shame being covered because we should be ashamed of our sin. And you say, oh, well, it's natural. Everybody has it. I get it. Just like everybody's naked. Okay. We all understand human anatomy, but you know what? Everybody should keep it covered. There's some things everyone should cover up. And it's not that we're being fake. It's not that we're being phony. It's just we're ashamed. And rightfully so. There's some things that we should be ashamed of. That's just, that's just normal. And so what we put on, it shows what we want to be. And based on how some people are dressing today, it would appear to me that they want to be naked. You know, we see in 2 Samuel 6.20, And David returned to bless his household, and Michael, the daughter of Saul, came out to meet David and said, How glorious was the king of Israel today, who uncovered himself today in the eyes of the handmaids and of his servants, as one of the vain fellows shamelessly uncovereth himself. You know, you do have people that are out there that are, you know, have the great physiques and all that, that, you know, are very, you know, that want to show everything. But, you know, the Bible calls that them vain people. They're vain and they shamelessly uncover themselves. And that's not a good thing. So as a Christian, we do. We understand that we all get it. We're all sinners, right? But do we really want everyone just getting up and telling us every bad thing about you? Does anybody just want to get up here today and just confess all to this church? Does anybody want their spouse to get up and just confess all to the church? Hey, listen, we all know you're a sinner. We don't need to know all the details. And you know what? We all know that you have nakedness, but we don't need to see the details. We want you to cover up. Do you understand that? There are some cover-ups that we're against, and there's some cover-ups that we're for. And when it comes to covering up your body, we're for that. Okay? 
We believe in that as Christians. And so we do. Even though it's covered, we still have nakedness or sin, you could say. But understand that Christ has cleansed us from our sin. He's given us spiritual clothing, you could say. And so we're going to be okay when He returns. But now as Christians who still have sinful flesh, we should daily want to clothe ourselves with that new man that represents who we are on the inside. I get it. We still have sinful flesh. I get it. You are not Jesus. I get that. But you know what? There is nothing wrong with you putting on some things to help that's you just trying to be like him. And so just like, you know, kids, often they'll put on the clothing of some superhero or something. We get it that they're not that superhero. But you know what? They want to they wanna identify with that. They want to be that way. They want to be strong. They want to be courageous. They want to be all these things. So they put on things that identify themselves with something that they're not. And just like we don't frown on that, you know, we definitely shouldn't frown on someone who says, you know what? I get it. I'm not Jesus. I get it. I'm not, I'm not perfect, but I want to be like him. And so every day, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to put off some of these things that I am that represent who I really am. And I'm going to put on some things that identify me with Jesus Christ because I want to be like him. I want to act like him. I want to look like him. I want to talk like him. I want to do everything like Jesus Christ. And so that's what he's talking about here in Ephesians 4. We're not going to look at it again, where he's telling them to put off some things. Hey, so you know what? You need to put off that old man that's corrupt. And you know what you need to do? You need to put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. Colossians 3.10 says, And have put on the new man, which is renewed in knowledge after the image of him, that created him. So understand that when the Bible talks about this new man, we do. We all have that new man that's, that's inside of us, but that you know is, is uncorruptible. We're saved. We're never going to lose our salvation. But we are told every day we're supposed to put on that new man. We're supposed to make an effort to be like Christ because I don't care if you're saved. Even if you're saved, you are not just going to naturally be like Christ. Unless you make an effort to walk in the Spirit. Because your flesh is always going to be screaming for attention. And if you give your flesh what you want, the, that old man what it wants, you know what? You're going to do a lot of bad stuff. And so every day, I'm telling you, I'm not asking you to be a phony. But I'm telling you, what you need to do is, you know, I don't think any of you are being a phony today for showing up to church in clothes. I think it's just the right thing to do. And I don't believe we're being phony as a Christian when we put on Christ and when we act like Christ. And so while I'm capable, I'm physically capable of being naked publicly, but I choose every day not to be every day I go and I purposefully, I put on clothes. And as a Christian, we are capable of being, you could say naked spiritually where we're just letting that old man have his way where we're letting the old man do exactly what the old man does, we, if we're all capable of doing that. But every day, we've got to choose to put on righteousness. Every day, we've got to choose to put on the new man and to put on something that represents who we are 
on the inside. Look at what it says in Romans chapter 7 and verse 19. It says, For the good that I would, I do not. But the evil which I would not, that I do. Now if I do that I would not, it is no more I that do it, but sin that dwelleth in me. I find that a law that when I do good, evil is present with me, for I delight in the law of God after the inward man. But I see another law in my members, warring against the law of my mind, and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin which is in my members. O wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from the body of this death? I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then with the mind, I myself serve the law of God, but with the flesh, the law of sin. So while we all know that we are, uh, you know, that we are not exactly like Christ, there's nothing wrong with us making an attempt to be like him on the outside as much as possible. Listen, I know what I am. I know what I'm trying to cover when I'm putting on Christ. Okay? I know what I know what I am without this clothing. You know, but at the same time, it is again, it's not wrong for me to put on something else. I don't I want to look like a, you know, independent fundamental Baptist preacher. I want when people come into this church, I want them to be able to look at the building. I want them to be able to look at me and have a rough idea of what they're in for. Okay. Now, what would people think if they came in here and I wasn't wearing clothes? They think this is some kind of weird kind of hippie nudist church. Okay. And they get freaked out. You saying you can't have good doctrine while being naked? I don't think you could. <laughs> I'd be, I, I wouldn't stick around long enough to find out if they have good doctrine. Well, you know, and, and I had a person tell me this one time. I mean, he's like, you know, it's like, you know, you believe that God, you know, created man. And so, you know, shouldn't we just show what God created? And, you know, and I told him, I said, no, actually, no, because we are in a fallen state right now. And so, and I, and I explained how our nakedness is. It's a, it's a picture of our sin that needs covered. And, and you know, so uh, the thing is, we're not, it's, we're not being fake. Okay, we're not, it's not about us being phony by us dressing up, by us trying to look nice. No, we are trying to represent something. We're trying to identify us with something. And I get it. I don't think that I'm just like Jesus. I don't believe that. But I'm trying. I'm, I'm shooting for that. And I feel like when I dress in a way that is, you know, that shows respect, that shows a seriousness about what I'm doing, I, I believe that, you know, represents Christ better than me just, you know, dressing like I'm going to the beach, dressing like I'm, you know, uh, going to a rock concert or a ball game. Or something like that. Uh, you know, that, that's what I believe. And so, people will try to accuse you of being a hypocrite or whatever. But, you know what? I'm just trying to be like Christ. The best I can. I'm trying to identify myself with something. And so, you know, having said all these things, the question I have for you right now is, what are you wearing? What are you wearing right now? What is it that you put on every day? What is your regular clothing that you wear, because just like your physical clothing that you choose to put on tells us a lot about you, 
The spiritual clothing that you put on every day tells us a lot about you. So again, you can often tell you can often tell what country people are from based on how they dress. You can tell what religion they are based on how they dress. So, you know, what are you trying to be based on what you're putting on? But we're, we're done talking about the physical. Okay? We're, we're done talking about the, the material clothing that we wear. Let's talk about what you are choosing to put on every day. And let me tell you some things that we need to put on. First off, we need to put on Christ. The Bible says in Galatians 3.27, For as many of you as have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. Hey, again, what does that mean to put on Christ? We're trying to act like Him. Hey, are you showing the attributes of Christ in your life? Are, have you put on love? Say, so, oh, you don't understand, Brother Tommy. I just, I'm not a very loving person. I just don't like people very much. Okay, that's you. That's you in your naked state. You know what you're supposed to do? You're supposed to put on Christ. And you know what? He loved people. He was selfless with people. He cared about other people. And I don't care that it goes against your nature. I don't care that that's you know, not how you were born. You know what you need to do? You need to start being more loving. You need to start taking an interest in other people. You need to start caring about other people. You know what you need to do also? You need to be forgiving. Uh, I, I, you don't understand. I'm just the type of person I like to hold grudges. Okay, I get it. That, you know, a lot of people are like that. You know, I'll, I'll forgive, but I never forget. No, no. You know what you need to do? You need to put on Christ and you need to forgive and forget. You need to not remember those thing, things anymore. So, you know, I, I just feel like I'd be being phony. Listen, when I was a little kid, you know what? I couldn't fly, but it didn't stop me from, you know, putting a cape on and finding high places to jump off from and just at least try and do as, you know, jump as high as I could and pretend and, and to make some kind of effort. And you know what? I get it. None of us can be as great as Christ, but you know what? We can try to put them on. We can try to be like him and say, you know what? I'm going to do I, You know, I'm going to let this situation go. You know why? Because I want to be forgiving. I want to be like Christ. You know what? This person, they did me wrong, but you know, instead of me getting vengeance on them, I'm going to forgive them. You know what? In fact, I'm going to go do like Christ. I mean, I'm going to even do good to them. I'm going, I'm going to love my enemies. And I get it. That's not who you are. But, you know, I'm telling you, stop being yourself. Put off that old man and put on Jesus Christ. And you know what? Any of us that are good at those things, it's, it's not because of who we are. We're just putting on Christ. We're all capable of holding grudges too. We're all capable of being hateful. We're all capable of all those things. It's easy to do those things. It's natural to do those things. And if some of us are maybe just a little bit better at it, it's not because we're so great. No, we've just, we've put on something else. We've decided, you know what? I'm going to quit wearing Tommy McMurtry today and I'm going to wear Jesus Christ today and I'm going to go against what my nature is and I'm going to do what Jesus Christ would do because he gives me the ability to do it. So you know what? You need to put on Christ. You know what else you need to do? You need to put on armor like a soldier. You need to suit up. There's a way... The people typically dress. I know some of y'all in here. I've got some of it too. We've got body armor. Okay, Why do we have body armor? We like to know that if it's necessary, we're prepared. Now, I hope I don't ever need to use it. But I like to have, you know, I like to have it. And if it ever goes down, I know where it's at. And I'm going to go throw it on. And... Uh, you know, we're going to battle. 
right? If, if I'm expecting to get shot at, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put on armor. Oh, well, you know, what do you think you are, a soldier? Well, I mean, I don't have any official title or anything like that, but it's not going to stop me from dressing up like one. It's not going to stop me from throwing some camo on. You know, it's not going to stop me from doing things like a soldier if that's what I need, if that's what I want to be. The Bible tells us in Ephesians 6.11, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. We're not going to go through the whole armor of God today. You all know that passage. The Bible tells us we have to put it on. You don't just automatically get the whole armor placed on you when you get saved. No, you've got to put that on every day. You've got to take up that shield of faith. You've got to get a hold of the sword of the Spirit. You've got to put on the helmet of salvation. You've got to have your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. You've got to put on the breastplate of righteousness. You have to put on all these things if you're going to do battle. And you know what? Here's the thing, too. If I'm going to go into a battle, I for sure want to at least look like a soldier, too. You know why? Because I want to intimidate the other enemy. I'm definitely not going to go into a, a physical battle dressed up like Pee Wee Herman. I'm not going to go dressed up into some battle, you know, dressed up like some millennial that just came out of Starbucks or something like that. I'm going, I'm going to go out there looking tough. They say, well, you're not that tough. Well, I don't, they don't know that. I'm going to put on toughness. You know, I, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, because, you know, you can't just all of a sudden, all right, I'm going to go do some push-ups and then I'm going to be strong. Not when it's time for battle. But, you know, I, I, I get it. Some of that stuff takes time. But, you know what? So, it doesn't stop me from at least putting it on. Make it, make it an effort. Because I want to be tough. I want to be strong. I want to be courageous. I want to be able to take on the enemy. And so, us putting these things on. This is not us being phony. And we're constantly being told, you know, by the liberals and stuff. Oh, you know, you guys are phony. And then they all do. They all want to tell us while they're dressed like millennials coming out of Starbucks. You know how we're just being fake and phony and legalistic by dressing up and trying to be manly and all these other things. You know, you guys think that, you know, that makes you sanctified and then they'll go into all these verses about how it's about the blood of Christ. Listen, we get all that. I, I, we understand how we got saved. We preach a very easy salvation here to the point that we get criticized for it. But at the same time, you know what? We do teach that after you get saved, you need to put on Christ. You need to put on the armor of God. And what we're constantly doing, we're constantly putting on that effort. And this is not us trying to make ourselves worthy of salvation. This is us just wanting to be better than what we are and us trying to be like Christ. And yeah, we're putting stuff on. You know, we're, we're, we're putting things on just like you might put on clothing to make you look tough. You know, you might put, you know, like, you know, bikers. All right. You know, why, why do they have to wear leather? Why do they have to have the chains and all that stuff? I, I don't know, you know necessarily what the appeal is, but apparently they think it makes them look tough. You know, why do they got it? Why do they do all the things that they do? You know, they don't try making themselves look wimpy. You know, there's there's some people they but they put on things because it identifies them with something that they want to be. And you know what? That's all we're doing. We're just putting on something that makes us like Christ. So we also, we need to put on good works. You're not, you're not just going to naturally do the good works. Look what it says in Colossians 3 and verse 5. It says, Mortify therefore your members that are upon the earth, fornication, uncleanness, inordinate affection, any evil concupiscence and covetousness, which is idolatry. So notice here, if, if we're going to put on the good works, we have to put off the bad works. Because guess what? You came into this world naked. 
You came into this world with the bad works. Nobody had to teach you how to do the bad works, did they? You just naturally figured out how to do the bad works. But you, and so you have to purposefully put off those things. And, you, and to do that, you've got to mortify the flesh. It says, For which things sake the wrath of God cometh on the children of disobedience, in the which ye also walked sometime when ye lived in them. But now ye put off all these. Anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy communication out of your mouth. Lie not one to another, seeing ye have put off the old man with his deeds, and have put on the new man which is renewed in knowledge after the image of him that created him where there is neither Greek nor Jew, circumcision nor uncircumcision, barbarian, Scythian, bond nor free, but Christ is all and in all. Put on, therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved bowels of mercies, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, and long-suffering, forbearing one another, forgiving one another. If any man have a quarrel against any, as Christ forgave you, so also do ye. I mean, notice all these things that he said to put off and, and to put on. He said, and above all these things, Put on charity, which is the bond of perfectness, and let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to the which also ye are called in one body, and be ye thankful. So, again, you're not just going to naturally do these things. You've got to put it on. I heard a pastor preach a message one time on this, and he, he said, God loves to put on. And we do. We often call people, you know, we say, you're, you know, you're just putting on something when you're trying to pretend to be something. But we've been specifically told to do this. And again, folks, I understand full well that my righteousness are as filthy rags. But it doesn't stop me from putting on these things. But the Bible says, notice too, you know, it says to put off filthy communications. We're supposed to put off evil speakings. All these things that it said to, to put off. But you know what? Today, if you put those things off, if you choose to not do those things, what do you typically get called? Holier than thou? Isn't that what you do? Oh, you think you're so righteous just because you don't use certain words. No, I'm just trying to put on. I really am. Because I, I get it. You know, my, my righteousness are as filthy rags. And you know what? There's some things I can't help. There's some things I'm never going to change. But there are some things I can help. You know, I can control. I can control. I should be able to control what comes out of my mouth. I can stop myself from saying certain words. Doesn't mean I think I'm going to heaven before you or something like that. You know what I'm just trying to do? I'm just trying to put off filthy communications, I'm trying to put on Christ. That's all it comes down to it. You know, we're just because I get, you know, we are really holy on the inside, you know, because of the new of that new man. And we're just trying to live like that on the outside. We're just we're making that effort. And so just like we often encourage our children when they're pretending or trying to be something like a soldier, a princess, or whatever, we ought to encourage people who are trying to be godly even if they're not very good at it. Okay, I mean, dads, do you, are you upset when your boys are trying to be like a soldier, a superhero, a cowboy, something tough? Okay, again, if they're trying to you know, imitate princesses or something like that, you're going to lead them away from that, aren't you? Okay, you know, you're, you're going you're gonna, to you know, kind of raise a stink about that. That's fine. But, you know, you know, do we, you know we, we encourage it because we see, hey, my boy wants to be tough. And so even if they're not very good at it, if you see your boy trying to be tough and he starts doing push-ups, but he's not doing very, you know, you're not going to be like, what are you doing trying to do push-ups? 
You know what you do? Yeah, come on. Oh, man, that's good. You got two? Man, that's all. You know, pretty soon you'll be able to do three. You know, you're, you're, you're going to encourage that. Why? Because you want them to be tough. And you know what? When we see Christians trying to put on Christ, trying to put on good works, and they're not very good at it, you know what we don't do? We don't discourage them. You know what we do? We encourage them. We motivate them. Hey, that's good. I'm glad you put these things off. You know, I'm glad you're putting on some of these other things. This is, this is good. And so what, if, again, so what if your child was pretending to be a serial killer? Or Michael Jackson? Or something like that? You'd freak out. Ah, oh, but they're not really Michael Jackson. They're not really a serial killer. You're, you're, you know, what are you going to do? You know, you're, you're going to freak out because what they imitate is very likely what they'll become. If they've got posters on their wall of John Wayne Gacy and Ted Bundy and Jeffrey Dahmer, you're going to be, as a parent, you're going to be like, hey, you're not going to say, well, my child's never killed anybody. You know, no, you're going to be very concerned about that. And, and rightfully so. And so again, when you see somebody, and they are, they're obsessed with Jesus Christ. They're obsessed with the people of the Bible and the things of God. You know, you don't go discouraging those people and telling them, ah, you're not really those, you're not really those things. You know, you encourage that. You make a big deal about that. I still remember when I was younger and my dad had told me, you know, if I had read through my Bible, I was nine years old, if I read through my Bible, that he'd go and buy me a really nice Bible. And I remember I was driving the car one day and I was showing him how much I had read that day. And he just looked at me and said, you know what? He said, if you read that much, if you keep reading that much every day, he said, you'll be a great man someday. And I was just like, I, I took that literally. And you know what? I kept doing it. You know, I, I've lost track of how many times I've read through my Bible. I mean, I've, I've consistently been reading through the Bible every year since I was nine years old. More, and more than one time. Mo, uh, most years. And, you know, what happened? You know, my dad, he didn't, he didn't look at me and say, what are you trying to do? Be like Christ? You'll never be as good as him. He didn't, he didn't say that. You know what he did? He encouraged me. He motivated me. You know what he didn't say? Well, I read two more chapters on that today. No, he made a big deal about it. And it fired me up and it made me think I could be a good Christian. And, and you know what? We can be a good Christian. We can do all things through Christ, which strengthens us. So... We need to put on those good works. We need to put on light. Romans thirteen twelve says, The night is far spent, the day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. And so you've got to, those works of darkness, those things you used to, you've got to cast them off. You've got to take those things off before you can put on that armor of light. And so just like, you know, and here's the thing too, you know, you, just like everybody has a photo out there that people won't let you live down. Everybody have a photo out there that you're just embarrassed of and people aren't going to let you live down. But you know what? Just understand that the devil and his followers, they'll never let you live down what you wore in your past. Okay, some of you, you know, you did, you probably wore some things in your past talking about not clothing. I'm talking about your actions. There's things that you used to do that now you are ashamed of. The people do not want to let you live down. They're not just, they're not going to let it go. The devil reminds you of it all the time. And sometimes his followers remind you of it. Sometimes God's people might even remind you of it. 
You know, and that stinks. Okay? Those pictures, they're embarrassing. They're on the internet. They're never going to go away. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be out there forever. But you know what? At the same time, don't let it stop you from putting on that armor of light anyway. Because that light, it'll outshine the darkness. You, you keep putting on that light. You keep doing that right thing. You keep shining bright. You know, darkness doesn't, it can't be where light is. So you just got to, you've got to cast it off. You've got to forget it. And don't let those things, you know, don't let people not let you live it down. Because, you know, God will let you live those things down. God will forget them. And I'm, I'm very thankful for that. But then the last thing here is, you know, don't be afraid to get blinged out with things of great value. I'm just going to quickly, quickly go through this. But first Peter three, one says, likewise, you wives be in subjection to your own husbands that if any obey not the word, they may also may without the word be won by the conversation of the wives while they behold your chaste conversation coupled with fear who's adorning. Let it not be that outward adorning of plating the hair, wearing of gold or putting on of apparel, but let it be the hidden man of the heart in that which is not corruptible, even the ornament of a meek and quiet spirit, which is in the sight of God of great price. For after this manner in old time, the holy women also who trusted in God adorned themselves being in subjection to their own husbands even as Sarah obeyed Abraham, calling him a Lord, whose daughters ye are, as long as you do well and are not afraid with any amazement. You know, there's a lot of clothing that people can wear out there. And ladies particularly like to wear these things that are they're ornaments. And I'm not against ornaments and necklaces and jewelry and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, obviously you can, you can kind of go crazy and get gaudy and things like that. But, you know, these things are things that are beautiful. Many times they're things that have great value. And, you know, those can get attention. But you know what's actually better than that is putting on the ornament of a meek and quiet spirit, putting on submission. Well, you don't understand, Pastor Tommy, I, you know, I grew up being taught feminism. Hey, cast it off. <laughs> cast it off. And you know what? Become a daughter of Sarah and put on submission to your husband. And let me tell you, Bible says that's of great value. And people will see that, what you put on. They'll see that ornament. And let me tell you, you'll attract, a, you'll attract a lot more godly men by the ornament of a meek and quiet spirit than you will by expensive jewelry and things like that. Guys like me, you'll scare off because I can't afford to keep buying you those things. So, you know, don't, don't look like you need that stuff. Just a little tip, ladies. If you look like you need a lot of money to be made happy, you're going to scare a lot of guys away. Okay? You know, and so just, just keep that in mind. The Bible says in Titus 2.6, Young men likewise exhort to be sober-minded in all things, showing thyself a pattern of good works and doctrine, showing uncorruptness, gravity, sincerity, sound speech that cannot be condemned, that he that is of the contrary part may be ashamed, having no evil thing to say of you. Exhort servants to be obedient unto their own masters, and to please them well in all things, not answering again, not purloining, but showing all good fidelity that they may adorn the doctrine of God, our Savior, in all things. And let me tell you something. We've got a lot of people think that their adorning of doctrine is them claiming to hold a doctrinal position on something that's good and that's right. But you know what? 
If it doesn't improve your behavior, who cares? You know what? I don't care what you believe about salvation. If it doesn't cause you to tell people about what you believe, then who cares? Great, you're saved. You're not helping anybody else out. You know, I don't care what you believe about end times. If you just treat people terrible, if you're just a garbage Christian, if you live a terrible life, I don't care about that. I don't care how hardcore you are on something, if you treat your wife terrible, if you're not a good father to your kids. Who cares what you believe about the reprobate doctrine? You're a sorry Christian if you're a bad husband and a crummy father. You, you stink. You know what you need to do? You need to take off those ornaments that are nothing more than just you know, labels and stamps that anybody could put on themselves. And why don't you put on some uh, expensive ornaments of great value? You know, why don't you adorn the doctrine of Christ when it comes to your behavior and start behaving like a good, spirit-filled Christian? That's what we need to be doing. And so don't be afraid to put these things on that aren't fitting to your outward man. I get it. These things you're putting on, they don't go with your flesh. Your flesh is terrible. You're trying to put something on. I just saw two ladies the other day. I was riding my bike on the canal. They looked like they were, they were in, you know, they were looked like, how do you say it exactly? They looked like they were about 60 going on 18, the way they were dressed. I mean, you, you could tell from far away, these ladies were way too old to be dressed the way that they were dressed. And I remember I went by them. And not only as I rode by them on my bike, going pretty fast, I could smell them too. I mean, they were all perfumed up. And it's like, what are you two trying to do? I'm pretty sure they were sisters too. They looked a lot alike. Two ladies in their 60s that thought they were still teenagers. It was, it was kind of unbecoming. But at the same time, what's going on? You know what? They're getting older and they wish they were younger. <laughs> and while that's probably not the way to handle it, you know what? That might be how it looks sometimes. We are, we're, we're in a pretty sorry state in our flesh. And you know, there's good ways we can make that effort and there's other ways that are off-putting. And, you know, and sometimes we do. We look like that old lady trying to dress like she's 18 and you know, got a ton of perfume on and stuff like that. But you know, there's, there's nothing wrong with us, again, just making that effort to be like Christ. I got a lot more scriptures on, on this. I'm not even going to go into it. But the Bible says, I'll give you one last scripture. Galatians 5.22 says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. And they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the affections and lusts. We've got to get this flesh out of the way. And thanks to the blood of Christ, we can be victorious in our lives. We can live free from the guilt and the shame. And we can also do great things for, for God. But it won't happen unless we make a conscious effort every day to get up and to put off that old man and put on the new man. We're going to have to die daily, like the Apostle Paul said. And so, you know what? We've got just like, we, you know, thankfully, culturally, we don't, even, we don't even think about it anymore. We just naturally get up every day and we put clothing on. I don't think any of y'all ever accidentally showed up for work naked. We've all had the dreams before that we've showed up somewhere naked. Those are nightmares, right? But, you know, I don't think any of us have ever accidentally done that, okay? Unless before you were saved and you're like really drunk or something like that. But we need to get that way in our spiritual life where it's just natural and it's normal. It's just a part of our routine to every day 
to clothe ourselves with that new man, to clothe ourselves with Jesus Christ, and to put these things on. You've got to do it. You've got to get it done. So with that, let's pray. Dear Lord, thank you so much uh, for the inspiration we get from your word. And Lord, we thank you for what you've done uh, for us on our inside. We're looking forward to what you're going to do for us one of these days on the outside. But I pray, Lord, that in the meantime, uh, we will do everything we can to uh, put on Christ, to put on the new man, and to cast off those works of darkness and put off that old man and crucify this flesh and help us to be a light in this dark world. In your name we pray. Amen.